Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. We're just going to let some people filter in here um, and just so just give us another minute or so and we'll get started. Kevin will be on in just a sec. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. As you're filtering in, tell us where you're from. We'd love to get the chat started already and know who's know who's in the audience. So send us some messages. Hi, Dave. Ryan Barth from Minnesota. Craig, you're off. And Craig Shatsky. My Minnesota peeps showed up. Tulsa, Stacy Hall. Good to have you guys. All the way from Bar Harbor, Maine. And La Crosse, Wisconsin. It's great to have you join us today. Man, we've got people from everywhere. Awesome. Brian Mooney, another Mooney on the call. Brian Mooney from Bangor, Maine. Love having you on here, Brian. And John Winnington from Honolulu. Hi, John. Good to see you. Great to have all of you with us today. We appreciate you joining us. We're just waiting for Kevin to get his uh, ear pods up and running, and he'll be on in just a sec. I may not even need to use it. How's my audio? That was great. It is okay. Let me make, let me go. Let me, let me switch to Wi-Fi here. Yeah, we had your warrior picture up. We would love to see your face, but other than that, you're good. Well, here. Let me. I'm in Iowa. I was born and raised in Iowa, so it's good to see Bernard on here. Got New Jersey. Kevin, we've got people from everywhere on here with us today. I love it. Thanks super for joining. Fun. Yeah, super fun. Well, thank you for joining, everyone. This is uh, the last week in mortgage today. I'm Faith Howard Mooney, um, VP of Member Engagement at the Mortgage Collaborative. And we do really love having you all on here. It makes it so much more interesting when we can get feedback and everything from people about the things that we're um, talking about. I don't even feel like I need to introduce you, um, but for those people who may not have met him before, um, Kevin Peranio, who's the Chief Lending Officer at PRMG. Um, are you in California today? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i in Newport Beach. I'm at our house. We've been here about seven years, and I work out of the house about half day. I would say probably sometime after this, I'll, I'll be rolling into the office and grinding it out for another eight hours, right? So um it's that's my life yeah that's uh that's a mortgage person's life i think and my life was three weeks of travel one week at home for a bulk of my career so i would wake up in the mornings and not even know where i was where i was where am i today Um, i've done that i've done that as well at many tmc events it's usually after a party yeah (laughs) (laughs) the good where you network with a lot of your closest friends right that's right. That's right. Absolutely lovely times. Well, we do want you to join in the conversation with us today. 
So Amy Bohr says playing pool. Did you have an experience with Amy playing pool? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. She's, she's the best. I, I, she might, she, she's referring to Chicago. Uh, I think she's referring to Chicago. So we, we kind of dominated there down the street at, you know, the only bar that stayed open at the Chicago TMC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were still experiencing a little bit of uh, lack of personnel at places when we hosted in Chicago. So there was a little bit of that while there. Well, you, you would, you would think on a Monday or a Tuesday, you know, you say, Hey, we got we got mortgage people coming. Just you want to make some extra money? Step up. We maybe didn't, maybe <laughs> we need to alert people better um, and just give them the heads up that we're on our way in. That, that's 100%. a good idea. That's a good idea. We should do that for Nashville in September. So for those of us, those of you who haven't already registered for a conference, we will be in Nashville in September. We would love to see your faces there. But let's get started. You always are like in the news, know what's going on in the news. Um, and so I can't wait to get your feedback on some things and have you share, please interject anything that you would love to talk about today. Members of the audience, share what you want to talk about today too, and we can get some comment um, as well. But I thought we would start with, there was a bipartisan Ron bill was presented. Is this really like, is Ron really going to happen? I would give you feedback on, on that. Well, I sure, I sure hope so. But by the way, I'm I am registered and hotel is booked for Nashville. I haven't booked flights yet, so I'll, I'm I'm ready. So you're ahead of the game. Yeah, I love. I always always do early registration. Um, I I would say uh, the remote online notarization. It's interesting because I think um, I think the House bill passed, but uh, there's a you know the the sec- I think they're calling it the the Secure Act, right? The Secure Online Notarization Act. Um, I think it still needs to get through the Senate. And um, it was reintroduced in the Senate, is what I had read uh, recently. Obviously, we're huge supporters of it. If you had some national, um, you know, some some national push on that, then maybe you know, uh, e-hybrid closings will be a thing, right? You know, it, it's it's such an it's such an interesting concept because, you know, e- either I know companies that just go all in and they just make it part of their mantra, and then I got some companies like us, you know, we're like, hey, we have this option. Do you want to do it? And then by the time you get to closing. You know, most people are like, ah, you know, it's like, ah, I'm already getting the deal closed and make a commission. I don't really care. Right. So we're trying to get that mindset changed. And I think um, having the remote light, uh, the remote online notarization will be a game changer for that because then it's not a hybrid close. Right. You could be completely online. Like, you know, I've, I've done one before. So you and I would be talking. You're the notary. You're like, hey, what's your middle name? Francis, where are you from? Dallas, Texas. You know, uh, what was your first car? Uh, Chevrolet 89 Corsica. Okay, it's you. Lily, that's like the the, the, quest, like the questions I'll ask. What's your mother's maiden name? I'm not telling you all that. But then they verify you via that way, and then they open it up, and then they go through with you. So it's a pretty cool and secure process. Um, I think something like 37 states have approved it, something like that. California has not. <clears throat> um, now, just... You know, full disclosure, I'm not a California native. I've only been here seven years, uh, but uh, I um, recently joined the the board of. Uh, yeah, there you go. My reset. Trust me, my reset passwords are 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 they're so they're so dumb. Anyway, um, it, it, the, I'm recently part of the California Mortgage Banker Association um, uh, board of directors, and we went up to Sacramento. And one of the things we were legislating on was the California version of RON. And California is anywhere from 25 to 28% of all mortgages originated in the country. So it's it's a huge last 
shoot a drop. If we're not going to get it nationally, get it pushed, maybe the state will do it. Well, the state has two different versions. And one allows um, for um, notaries to be based anywhere. And the other one, which is the one catching more traction, only allows for notaries that are based in the state to do it. So if your online notarization company is based in Nevada, you can't, you still can't do, you have to like redo your whole business entity to be, I mean, it's just kind of weird. So, um, you know, California is, has, has a uh, reputation of kind of like um, squeezing businesses and be like, you know, you need to be here. You need to be thankful the weather's as good as it is. And we're going to raise taxes on you and we're going to sue you, but you're lucky to be here. Remember that? Just look outside. That's pretty much how it rolls here. That's what I've discovered in the last seven years. So I'm just, I'm just dealing with it. <laughs> Isn't having somebody locally the whole, um, it's like exactly the opposite of re what remote online notarization is trying to, is trying to accomplish. Right. I mean, you know, you know, I, I have this saying, I like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I have this saying that, you know, technology allows us, you know, to compress time, reduce friction and scale our business. And so if I don't have to get up and drive somewhere, if I can just do it right here on the phone, I mean, that that's all the above, right? Um, at scale. So, uh, you know, but you know, there's people in Senate and in house chambers across the country, I guess they, they control everything. Don't they? They control our money. They're going to fight over raising, you know, they're going to fight over how much more to spend of our money that we don't even like giving to them anyway. It's like, you know, that there, well, I probably shouldn't even comment on that. <laughs> yes, that that does. Those things do happen. I just recently um, did a transaction in February and I did a hybrid. And, you know, even though we were all local here and everything, man, even that made the process so much simpler. I was there less than 15 minutes to get the rest of it done. That's so um, great. Which was absolutely a great consumer customer experience because the well, whatever you closed on congratulations yeah yeah thanks thanks wasn't a planned move was a quick move but i ended up in a really great spot so awesome. um, that all is well well let's talk a little bit about last week um we've had lots of conversations about llpa it's related to dti's it's been in the news everywhere it seems like all of a sudden it's <laughs> Loaded. We've been talking about it within the collaborative for a couple months at least. Um, but Director Thompson came back with some pushback related to the changes. And I would just love to hear from you because you're so in tune with everyone, kind of like how you feel about that, how you think maybe it's going to end. Um, will it be put in place? Will it be put in place in August? Do you want to share a little bit of feedback there for the yeah. People yeah, and, and, it, and it's it's funny, you know. I I um I was helping out mom yesterday because she stayed for the last night of Stagecoach, uh, which is the big country festival out here. Um, but they had ZZ Top and Nelly and like Diplo, so it's not just anyway. So I was taking care of the kids yesterday morning, and I dropped. So we have four kids, so kindergarten, second, fourth grade, dropped them off. Then I go to the pre-K uh, for my four-year-old daughter, Serafina, the little redhead, the red dragon. She's intense. And I'm waiting. I, 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 I don't know if I got any credit, but I was the first one to sign the sign-in sheet. I was literally there early for, for both the drop-offs. Anyway, so I um I I dropped her off. And when I was there, there was another mom talking and he's just talking, you know how I am. I talk to everybody. And uh she said, Yeah, yeah, I see all these things about these hits in the news. And are they really giving you know better rates to people with bad credit? And I'm like, well, you know, so 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 I think it's important to talk about both, right? You've got the DTI hit, which I think the industry is pretty clear on, 
And then you've got the LLPAs, which are FICO and LTV based. And so, uh, you know, the big hubbub of the news lately, which, you know, I, I don't watch mainstream media. I don't watch the news. I just see headlines every now and then and read little tidbits. But I don't like I, I just I, I refuse to let my emotions be played by someone I don't know. So um, so the LLPAs, you know, what they showed was the change. Right. So, yes, the changes were higher for higher FICOs and they weren't as high, but it was on top of existing LLPAs, which when you add them all together, people with better credit you know, still have overall less hits. So, um, you know, I, I, I have, a, li- I have a, a little bit of a cap markets background. I don't want to get into it, but um, I don't know what their book looks like at the GSCs. I don't know their capital requirements. I don't know, you know, there's someone behind the scenes that's looking at that. Like they may be saying, you know, we're about to lose our ass on, you know, um, 2.4 million people losing their jobs. The default ratio is going to be here. So we need this much cash and we don't have it. So we need to get it from here, 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 and here. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they think, you know, every regulator is fighting the last battle. So maybe they think we're about to have 08 again, which we're not because we don't have a credit collapse. But they're reserving against that. I I don't know what Dr. Thompson knows. I don't know what the teams at the GSEs know as it relates to their cash needs. So I I I will support Dr. Thompson and her statement because I still think that generally people with better credit are a better risk um, and are getting a better rate. Now, the DTI hit is stupid. It's just, it's just, it's just stupid. I mean, it, it, it's, it, I can't even imagine what someone was possibly thinking when, first of all, you have an administration that's trying to help out low to moderate income borrowers. So higher debt in our experience, okay, and I've only been in the business 22 years, but in our business, in our business, the higher the debt, the the lower and more moderate the income, the the harder they are on the bleeding edge to even get into a home. So you're making it more expensive from them. I would rather you raise even more hits on the better credit on the other side to make up for this stupid, unworkable, unmanageable DTI hit. Income comes in, you think it's this, it goes there, you're under 40, comes in, underwriter says, nope, nope, it's higher. Okay, DTI's up, redisclose, lock went up, price went up. Hey, bar, sorry. Oh, do you have another bar? Sure, let me add another bar. Okay, get them in. You're just going back and forth and back and forth and lots of redisclosures. It's a horrible situation for the consumer. It's worse for LMI borrowers, and it's terribly unworkable for lenders. So to answer your question, I do think they're going to get rid of it. I think with all the lobbying power huh? and, and, and everyone working on it, um, it's, it's like, you want three eights just get it to get like two bases from this hit and two from this hit. Now, do you really have to take three eights from a DTI hit? It's unworkable. Just find another place to get it. You're already making changes. It, so anyway, I, I hope, I hope that resonates and, um, get it from somewhere else. Yeah. Just get it somewhere else. I, you know, it would solve a lot of the problems that people see with it related to process for sure. Um, yeah, well, I love that feedback. You're getting um, great feedback in the comments too. Other people are liking that, are liking, um, that thought process as well. So let's, uh, we're getting close. I mean, August isn't that far away when you work it into your process. So right close. So I'm going to like, say, you know, put that one out into the universe. Um, cause people are going to love it if that happens. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, they will come to their senses. We are going to put that one out there for sure. So also, we heard about this week a slower rate of growth with the GDP 
slowing to a 1.1%, still increase, but slower. Um, yeah. Weakest in three quarters. So um, slowing down. You think um, Fed funds, another slight raise? Think that's what's going to happen here? Yeah, so definitely a quarter point will be announced tomorrow. I think they're done. Just just my opinion. I think they're done. Um, I'm curious if the language tomorrow will say they're done. Um, I I don't I don't know that the I actually don't think the language will change much. I think they're gonna bring a lot of uncertainty on the markets. Um, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think um the Fed is gonna say we are going to pause. We think we are sufficiently um, you know, at the terminal rate, I think they're going to keep it open to give themselves the option. Why wouldn't they? And I think the market is already, the stock market's already selling off today. Now, what's interesting, your point about GDP, you know, 70% of the gross domestic product, our entire, you know, economy is based on consumer spending. Consumer spending is still pretty good, although it is mostly on credit cards. Um, but there's still $5 trillion in money market accounts and um, juxtaposed with, 57% of America lives paycheck to paycheck. So you, you just, you just like, like I've, I've been saying for years, my whole life and, and 2020 was to me like a, just a watershed moment. You know, there, there was a huge wealth divide that happened in 2020. Um, and you, you know, you saw with the lowest rates in history, people take advantage of that and buy homes and lock in property and shelter over their head, lock in equity, lock in wealth at historically the cheapest money in the history of history. Some people still did not. So about a third of our country, you know, um, whether just by age, uh, they're not there yet or the means to do it, it's they're getting priced out of the market. And so um, rent, um, I think rent is kind of this X factor. Rent has been coming down um, on new leases. And I think that will start to bridge that gap of that 57% that's living paycheck to paycheck. And, um, and, you know, dare I say we have a soft landing slash soft recession because, you know, not a lot of people don't know this. When the Fed does their meeting, every other Fed meeting, they do a dot plot and they it's basically a chart where all the voting members say this is where we think the terminal rate is the last rate we want to stop. And they have a lot of other stats in there. And the last meeting they did that. So they're not going to publish that tomorrow, but they will June 14th. So. Um, you did not have a consensus on the last dot plot. And everyone prior to that, you did. Raise, raise, raise. This is so easy. Inflation's high. Keep raising. But inflation has moderated. The core personal consumption expenditure came out last Friday, and it was at 4.6%. Um, that's less than the current 475 to 5% Fed funds rate. That's less than the market rates, um, you know, the 10-year treasury for sure. Um, and, and so, um, you know, plus you got baked. Banks breaking, right? So, um, you know, thank God in an orderly fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so GDP slowing to 1.2% is still growth. So it's not the Fed's target of say 2% growth, um, but it's not two negative quarters in a row, or as the this Bureau of Economic Labor Board or whatever they're called, like a year late, a year from now, they'll look back and tell us whether we were in a recession or not. It's kind of a dumb stat, but the reality is. The Fed thinks our entire 2023 GDP average will be 0.3% growth. And if we just hit a 1.2, that means you got to be under, under a half a point or under zero by a significant amount 
to bring that average down with only three more quarters left to hit that target. So I'd be curious to see in the next two meetings if um, uh, the Fed will raise their 2023 GDP target. That will be interesting. If they do that, that's a soft landing and you'll see the stock market rip. Very, very interesting and good education for some sure. of us that are less in tune with that. So appreciate that a lot. Um, we yeah, you know, it's, it's it's useless nuggets to tell your bars, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Some some of your bars like that stuff, but you know, I feel like no matter what you're talking about to a bar, the longer you keep on the phone, the less likely you're going to talk to someone else. So just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Good strategy. Kevin's sales strategy of the day is just <laughs> keep them on there longer. Um, yeah. We did have a question in the chat that we I've seen in the news kind of like mixed messages. And I sit, I mean, I'm in Minnesota, directly in the middle of the United States. Um, housing prices. Um, hearing some things about dropping west, not dropping on the east coast. You're on the west coast. What are what are you have seen um, in the housing housing market? Yeah, so so it, it really all starts and stops with supply. So so we just we just have less supply, right? So um, the demand is still larger than the supply. So um, and and that's and that's with many homeowners locked into their three and a quarter, 30 year fixed. Okay. So, so if someone wants to sell a home, about 75% of home sellers then buy another home. Um, but people are locking in, right? And so if you think about that with, with 25% of home sellers, not buying something else, then that 25 eventually grows the supply enough to where it catches up with demand, but we're not there. People aren't selling. They're not selling. And so, um, and you still have a wave of demand. You have people that get married and have children. You know, this I, I call it the seven Ds, right? Uh, diamonds. Oh, let's start with deployment. Okay. Let's start with deployment. All right. Okay. So we serve our veterans first. We go deployment, diamonds, diapers. Then we go debt, right? Which right now debt consolidation is a big thing. Then we go divorce. Now I like to throw in another debt after that, but I can't say the same thing again. But um, you're consolidating and paying off debts after the divorce. Then you've got downsizing and death. So these are all seven life events, the seven Ds that force people to buy a house. And I don't know what happened to you, but you just bought a house. I mean, you, you made a move. I, I don't know what the reason was. But, Not a divorce, you know. but pretty close. <laughs> but it would land in that same category. Unplanned move. Not expecting to move, but sometimes you're put in a spot where you have to move. And, and you, shelter, shelter, right? You, 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 need a, you need a roof over your head. Yeah, yeah, you do. It, yeah, it, it, I have never heard it put into the seven Ds, but I like those categories and have written that down. Um, but yeah. Oh, you, you did? Thank, oh, thank you. Feel free yeah. to steal them. I want, everyone, I want everyone to use it. I first heard it, the four Ds, and then I just added three more. I was like, figure yeah. out, put, put my spot on it. But, you know, to get to get back to your, your, your question, um, there's just no houses. And so, you know, if the market's this big and the demand is this big, then prices go up. If supply is this big and demand is this big, prices still go up. So it, it doesn't, it, it just, demand is larger than supply. It's really that simple. And what we've noticed is that when the rates kind of touched in those high 5%, 
low sixes here. And they've gone back up. They're kind of, you know, they're kind of going up and down with the market. When we notice they get down in a high five, low six range, we notice people getting off the shelf with their three, three and a half percent rate. They're like, you know what? I want a bigger house. I'm going to do it. I want to consolidate my debt. Um, you know, credit card debt is insanely high right now. So, you know, you, you know, um, like my good friend Barry Habib even put on his uh, podcast yesterday. He's a debt manager, right? Pay off three, three credit cards in your car. And yes, you're going up to a six and a half percent rate, but you just saved thirteen hundred dollars a month. Uh, yeah. And then if you put that extra thirteen hundred a month into what your new mortgage is, you're paid off in 15 years. So, you know, and then my good friend Dave Savage, over mortgage coach, who was in our office a couple weeks ago, he said they had some really good insights. A lot of these conversations about debt consolidation are turning into a purchase. These people are like, you know what? I'm just going to buy another house. So I I, I feel like, um, you know, it's also been validated with existing home sales. They popped in February, 15%. Case Schiller, FHFA, home price index. A lot of these home price indexes in January and February and March, they're starting to show Home prices going back up. It's spring purchase season. So, um, you know, I, I scream from the rooftops between November, December, and January. You know, that was the last best time to buy, in my opinion. Um, you could do a two-one buy down and get around the rate. Uh, but now we're back to multiple offers. And you know, did you have multiple offers on your home? I don't even know. No, no, um, not in that situation because I didn't own the sell. So um, I did not own the cell. So I'm sure it will, though, um, because here there's no supply. So what I found when I moved is I was looking in a very specific area. I have a disabled adult child that I kind of need to stay in a certain community, three very large suburban communities. And the property that I'm in, I'm in because of a TMC lender member who happens to do financing for somebody who builds. Um, nice. because was the only property in the three communities that I was looking for that I could move within a four month period of time. And, um, and when did when did you when did you close? February, February, yeah. So so you probably went under contract in that that sweet spot, you know, yeah. where yeah. there's a little bit less competition. Well, you're obviously a saint. You're taking care of family and and uh, you know we don't have to get you know too too personal, but I think you shared enough. I think everyone in here loves you no, very much. Everybody pretty much know everybody in network that knows me. A lot of people know the situation, but yeah, it was an interesting time. I mean, I got a decent rate. It's below five um, nice. with the help of my builder. Um, it's not where I would want it to be at, but ultimately it worked, and I think that kind of proves the point. The, about people consolidating debt and those things. And if they can find a way that ultimately it works, I mean, the rate didn't really matter at that point. I it, mm -hmm. it was what it was and we'll go with it. And, you know, I hope that it changes and it's a little bit lower than that. And I can reduce that down the road, but. Oh yeah. Next year. I think, I think next year, the fed, I think the fed will cut rates next year. It's an election year, right? Um, the economy, if it's going to show some slowing or some cracks, Due to higher rates, um, or if inflation comes down, you know, then you know if inflation continues to come down, which this May 10th reading coming up on the CPI report is supposed to be a really game changer, removing a year ago comp, it's pretty high, especially in housing, which is like 38.5%, 39% of the whole, you know, index. You know, it it the Fed will be seeing this stuff. And so um, there's no reason to keep rates, you know, in the five to five and a half range if you're the Fed. If, you know, people can't buy a car, you know, because it's just too expensive or, 
you know, credit gets so tight. And so what, what will, you know, and especially if there's job loss. So what I see happening is um, Q1 of next year, I think the Fed will finally cut rates for the first time. And so think about all the loans we did in the last 12 months and all the loans we're doing the next 12 months. You've got two years of purchases. Let's just call it $3 trillion in purchase money, all eligible for refinance. So I, I, I truly think there's going to be a little mini refi wave in a year from now um, on top of uh, spring purchase season. Um, and again, you know, you bought, you know, uh, a home, you know, the, the National Association of Home Builders, you know, they came out and they said that, you know, um, 17% of all new construction is only 17% is ready to sell. So 60% is still like being built. 24% is simply just under contract. So you hear like there's, you know, this many hundreds of thousands of homes, uh, uh, new construction, 600,000. And there's like 77,000 that could actually move into. So so again, there's just a limited amount of supply. It's like something like 1.2 months worth of supply. It is up a little bit from a year ago. It is up overall net, existing and new, but it's still very low historically. And if rates come down, if the Fed pauses, and the bond market feels good, like, okay, here's where our cost of money is. Now we'll put some more money into treasuries. We'll put some more money into mortgage backs or a safe bet that will bring interest rates generally down to a certain amount. And you and I both know loan amounts just keep getting larger and larger. I mean, every quarter rate on your note rate is significant on payment savings. So I think the setup is coming. The worst is over. Last half of last year was tough, but uh, home prices are not going down. I just don't see it happening. Dave, um, it was interesting because one of the things that I found out there is the median mortgage payment and the rise of that. But like that, even for being the median mortgage payment, um, it rose 1.6% in March. 1.6% doesn't sound like a lot, but a median mortgage payment um, at almost $2,100 a month, mm-hmm. um, the median um I just, I thought that was, um, it didn't it was un- unusually high, but yet it was higher than what I thought for a median, um, you know, mortgage, mortgage I, payment. I've been, tra- I've been tracking that. Um, I, I go to mba.org. Uh, we're members of the, of the National uh, Association, the Mortgage Bank Association. And in their newsroom at the top on mba.org, you go to newsroom, there's a bunch of articles and they constantly post the uh, median monthly payment. Now, last year, remember we had the, the historically low rates ever in February of 22. And then they shot up all the way into June. In just that February to June, I think the monthly payment went something like 1400 a month to 2300 a month. Yeah. So so 900 bucks difference in that median payment like that. And yeah. and so um and and so where your your stat was year to date um, that you share with me, it's still down from last year significantly, even though it just went up a little bit this year because the rates just keep bouncing around this little range. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, you're competing for someone's monthly dollars, right? You know, is someone, uh, and that's median. I mean, imagine if you live that's in San median, Francisco yeah. or New York, you know, and LA, I mean, you know, LA and San Francisco, I'm not there. I'm South in Orange County, but those two markets are so big, they just outweigh all the numbers in California for home prices, for voting, for everything. It's like for policy, like, thank God the weather is not controlled by those two cities. <laughs> well, thank God this city doesn't control any weather because we had snow last weekend, believe it or not. So oh, boy. 
Oh boy. Happy Students Day, but everybody that's on this line that is uh, from Minnesota is probably officially done and has already brought out the flip-flops, even though we've had a little <laughs> bit of the white stuff. So yeah, um, can't believe how quickly time went by. It is always, always a pleasure um, talking with you, hearing your feedback. I always love it. You have a slightly different spin on things. So it's always, I'm not a news watcher either. So I like to hear my info from a bunch of different people um, and um, really appreciate you always being willing to share that with the TMC family. So thank of course, you. my love, the, the, the C and TMC collaboration, that's what it's all about. I love it. It is. We believe that too. Well, we look forward to having you back again sometime soon. All right. Thank you, Faith. Thanks everybody for joining. Cheers. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.